He is the way. Follow him through the land of unlikeness. You will see rare beasts and have unique adventures. That's W.H. Auden from For the Time Being, a Christmas Oratorio. If you were the divine creator and wanted to share the beauty and joy of your creation with other creatures, how would you do it? Would you create a universe completely under your control? If so, you might find that your creation, like even the most well-developed AI, couldn't love you back, nor could they love one another. Only by allowing the creatures to make their own decisions could love become a possibility. But where love becomes a possibility, so does the refusal of love. We live so much of our lives scared and confused, wandering in the wilderness. On a July morning in 2004, I was called into my boss's office. My boss's boss was also there, and his boss too. It's hard to tell you this. We have a sudden budget shortfall. You can stay until the end of the day if you like. And it's not just you, it's also six others. This layoff, nearly 20 years ago now, was one of the most significant changes in my life. It came immediately out of the sky like lightning to tear the heavens apart and lay waste to the ground I had grown accustomed to standing on. The fountains of the great deep burst forth and the windows of the heavens were opened. At least it felt more like that than anything else I'd experienced in a very long time. It may sound dramatic, but having found my dream job in my early 20s and having stayed there into my early 30s, it was hard to imagine any other worthwhile reality. Ten years later, to the month, I became a priest. There was no way for me to see that coming, though. Not yet. I kept reminding myself that in the very moment I was called into that office with my boss and his boss and his boss, I had been idly surfing the web for other opportunities. Though I hadn't analyzed my feelings deeply, I hadn't been really happy in that job for some time because I wasn't growing. I could have chosen to disengage earlier, but remaining stagnant was a whole lot easier than beginning to imagine in any real way where I might go from there. Sometimes we choose to disengage. At other times, we are driven into it, driven into the wilderness. If you were the divine creator and wanted to restore a creation gone wrong, would you first wonder how this could have happened? You are perfection, so you'd think your creation would also be perfection. But then you did create a world in which creatures must feast on one another to survive. There is threat. There is pain. There is fear. There is death. You have built these into the cosmos. Why did you do that anyway? And why do Adam and Eve get the blame? Well, let's leave that for another time. 
Could it be that pain, fear, and death are also necessary possibilities for love to take root? In a time-bound life, anytime we embrace one reality, we are refusing another. It took time for me to fully disengage from my career. My initial goal was to find work in the same field again as quickly as possible. So I sent in my first job applications that very night. They yielded nothing. As the weeks ticked by, I began to wonder what other work I might do. I enjoyed the weekends I spent with high school and middle school youth at church retreats. Could there be something in that? I took an online career assessment. It suggested that I could be a very capable middle school teacher. Wow. You laugh, but I could see that for sure. Problem was, it would mean going back to school myself first. That would cost a lot of money instead of making money. Nope, nope, that would not work. So I felt trapped and fearful. I had worked so hard to create a career I loved, but my career had abandoned me. Wilderness. If you were the divine creator and found that your creatures didn't love you back, would you become angry? Frustrated? How can perfection harbor such strong emotions or any emotions at all? Does God have feelings? Didn't God create feelings? How does that work exactly? Does God really fly into a rage and attack their own creation? Being unemployed put me face to face with myself for the first time in a long time. In the wilderness of long summer days at home, I sat on the hammock in the backyard, which would have been much more pleasant if I didn't feel so lost. How had I not made myself indispensable to my employer? Who was I anyway? And then I remembered a day in the first grade when I brought a project to school for show and tell. My parents had helped me create a diorama of an adobe village made out of baked clay and toothpicks. It looked great and I showed it off with pride. But when I tried to take it home on the bus, I got jostled by bigger kids. Part of the diorama came apart. Then I got jostled again. By the time I got to my seat, my beautiful adobe village had suffered significant damage. I began grumbling out loud to all those within earshot. I should have known then I was an extrovert. Well, if this is going to happen, I might as well just keep going. I might as well just wreck it all. And I did. Piece by piece, in my little six-year-old rage, I dismantled and destroyed my creation. If you were the divine creator and regretted having destroyed all that you had lovingly made, what would you do? At least you had the foresight to set aside a small remnant to survive and repopulate. But after 40 days of flooding, and months more waiting for the waters to recede, surely they are deeply traumatized. If you make a covenant with them never to act like this again, even a covenant that demands literally nothing from them in return, is that good enough? Is a gorgeous rainbow actually a helpful promise 
These creatures are no more perfect than they were before. The first thing Noah will do is plant a vineyard, grow grapes, make wine, get rip-roaring drunk, and scandalize his children by lying around naked. But after all that he's just been through, can you blame him for wanting to numb out for a while? Unemployment was emotionally exhausting. I didn't develop an alcohol dependency. But I do remember days going by when I didn't get much accomplished. How could anyone look for work for 40 hours a week? So I lay in my hammock and listened to music. Lots and lots and lots of music. Then one day, on a whim, I started looking at church websites. My own congregation, St. Mark's Cathedral, was hiring a lay associate for adult formation at 30 hours a week. St. Thomas in Medina was hiring a youth minister at 10 hours a week. Okay, why not try for both? If you were the divine creator and found that things in your renewed creation were no better than before, but you had ruled out total destruction, how would you go about repairing the cosmos? How about starting small? Calling one family to trust you and working with them closely. Maybe they could plant seeds of understanding. If even that went wrong, what would you do? Keep calling them back to you? Make new covenants with them? Keep trying and failing and trying again? What if even that kept not working? Ah, but what if you just showed up yourself to really show them who you are? Of course, this would mean limiting yourself. You'd have to set aside a lot of that divine power. Not all of it, but much of it. Importantly, though, you'd have to suffer. Not like a god, but like a human being. And so, you might disengage from ruling everything, having carved out a space where things can and do go wrong, and in which the blossoming of love is no guarantee, you'd have to step right into the middle of it to draw closer to these creatures' fear instead of punishing them for it. In so doing, you'd have to reveal that despite all your unity, you are actually three realities at once. The perfect creator, the animating spirit, and the human embodiment of wisdom and love. Without this relationship among yourself having always been there, you could never have been the source of all love, because love requires relationship. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him, and a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, with you I am well pleased. Sometimes your appearance in the human world might cause some unusual things to happen. And sometimes these three persons of you might have to act in ways that appear to be at cross purposes with one another. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan. 
and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Sometimes we choose to disengage. At other times, we are driven into it, driven into the wilderness. And the wilderness is a dangerous place. Most people don't go there unless they have to. Driven out from the familiar and the comfortable. But everyone has to go there sooner or later, even Jesus, because this is what it means to be human. And look, the wilderness can also be a fruitful place where new things grow. I was offered both of those jobs. Together they added up to full-time work. And so a new journey began into a wilderness that would provide far more self-discovery than my mere three months of unemployment. I was with the wild beasts, but I was guarded and guided by divine messengers. When have you had to disengage completely without any idea what might come next? When have you been driven out and what have been the wildernesses of your life? What have you learned about your own likeness to the divine creator and about the ways you react to pain and fear? He is the way. Follow him through the land of unlikeness. You will see rare beasts and have unique adventures. Amen.